Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. I am your host, Anthony Mullen, and it is awesome. It's great. It's I'm getting back in the feel of uh, getting in the studio. Uh, last week, I kind of recorded a bit of a on-the-scene location, and don't know what I'm going to do with that audio yet, but it feels like every other week I'm jumping in. I'm jumping from being live to being in the studio, and it's cool. You know, I, I really do enjoy sitting down in the chair and get the microphone and the boom, the little filter thing, the pop filter in front of you, and it's it's fun. I'm gonna bring in today is it's a cool album, and what's better than finding an album from a band that's well known that you go out and find? It's seeing a a smaller band. They may not be unknown, but seeing someone smaller and you're like, man, I I love their CD and. Hell, you don't even have a CD of them. You have a mixed CD because they didn't make a CD because in today's day and age, CDs aren't profitable. I went to the concert I went to last week, the one local band. I was like, oh, man, how much are your CDs? They're like, oh, they're free. We're giving them out. And that's just because in today's day and age, everything's digital. So there's no profit. No one will buy a physical CD. It's just another form of, oh, I guess I have this now on a CD. And I remember being back in high school and you had a band. You, The coolest thing is, could we get CDs made? Would that be cool enough for us? So these guys, they they not just went for CDs, which they do have. They This is one of those bands that you want to have their music on vinyl, but you would never. They're kind of big, but they're not nationally touring and on huge labels. These guys, in their own sense, they're famous, but this band itself is fresh. It's new. It's barely two years old. And... I got lucky enough that when I when I realized that they had a new album coming out or a new EP, another new EP, I was like, man, you know, that would be awesome on vinyl. And I, it was kind of an accident as I was starting Vinyl Divers a few weeks ago that I saw them do this post and I'm like, oh shit, they have an album. They have a vinyl. I couldn't wait for it. It was cool to kind of come up and find it. And I was bought on the spot, but then I saw they were touring through. So I'm like, better yet, I'll buy, I'll buy it from them when I see them. And that's kind of how I feel. If I ever see a local band or a bigger band, I'd rather buy something from them at their merch table because, I mean, I guess all their money, if you buy it online, will go to them. But if you buy something from them in person, get some cash, that band member, whoever is dealing with it, has some cash. And they have actual physical cash for that night. And, hey, that is gas money. That is, they need to go eat. That's money for them. So I put, why I like to try and buy stuff from from bands in person because, they don't make money from their iTunes stores. They don't make money from the album stuff, from their online. So that all just re-goes back into the machine and f- feeds itself. And you can never see a local band, buy their shirt, buy them bands that are touring. That cash, that means a lot to them. Or, you know, that's what helps them out. And when I saw that I could buy a vinyl from them, that was not only just a black vinyl. It's a They had a, multiple designs offered, but I could get them from one of These guys are friends. I, I've known these guys for a bit. Um, the two original members I, I knew and I met year, uh, years ago and to be able to see and say, I bought a friend of mine's vinyl. That's awesome. And that's it, the vinyl from keep flying. I went to go see these guys a couple weeks ago when they came to Buffalo sugar city. It was kind of an accident of a gig or an accident of a show that I went to. I was originally going to this and then I ended up finding another band was going to be that I wanted to see. So it was just a, it was a two for two birds, one stone. It was a great time. And the way that I describe keep flying is you categorize them as a collaboration band. Almost. 
it's sort of a mix between post-hardcore with punks and I begrudgingly, I think would be the right word, say elements of ska because there are horns that would add layers and elements and little riffs. But the horns really don't do that so much for this band. Like a regular ska band, the horn, it's its own unique lick. The horns in this band more or less support and just like an extra girt, an extra like an extra layer to the music. The energy that flies off these guys on stage when they go on is uncanny from crowd interaction from crowd interactions to jokes being made and the ever aggressive horn playing. These guys are you got it, they're a live band where you you listen to a CD and you're like, man, these guys are great studio, and they see them live and you're like, wow, they suck. No, these guys are one of these bands that you want to see live. And I first heard about these guys almost six years ago when I was in high school. And they weren't key flying then. They were uh, a band called Survey Says. And the two brothers that are pretty much the front men of the group at More or Less Ease, it's Henry and DJ Menzel. From what I'm gathering, these two are pretty much the ones that run the show. They are the ones that started the band. And when you look on their Facebook info, Henry is a lot of the contact person through the email stuff. And... Back when I saw them, they were a uh, survey size and they were a ska punk band from New Jersey. Then only reason I knew them was because they were touring with a friend of mine's band. And lucky the time, lucky enough, I was able to be there for their show when they came through. And, you know, me being me, I made connections. I made friends. And I'd say create a friendship through uh, social media and just following them. I see them whenever I could, whenever they came through. And it was cool. And then I saw about two years ago that survey size was ending. My one friend came back home from the band. I was like, wow, these guys are just going to be done playing music. They're going to go on to the next part of their life. And Keep Flying was born. It was this new band that I didn't see coming out of anywhere. It must have maybe as a little side project that took a precedence. And it came back with a more aggressive more aggressive sound, losing the Scott upbeats and the happy-go-lucky horn vibes. And this music is heavy. And while you're watching, the main vocals were are done primarily from DJ or from Henry and his brother DJ and the saxophone player John. They switch up the screams, and when you see them live, these guys are not ska. They're a post-hardcore thrash. You're waiting for a pit to throw out, and it was awesome. And now that I've done all that, I have to say that I'm not going to be taking this episode on alone. <laughs> Today, I'm joined here by my main dude, podcast engineer, producer extraordinaire Christopher Chavez. Please say hi. What's up, Kevin Smith? That was quite the intro, bro. Yeah. Like, you know how uh, we listen to podcasts, obviously, yeah. <clears throat> and we both listen to Kevin Smith podcasts. And you know when he has a guest on the show and he wants to intro the guest or what he's introing whatever the episode's about, you realize that like he might be still lingering off that last hit he took from the joint because it's like <laughs> 25 minutes in. And he still hasn't even introduced any part of the show, the 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 guest yet. It's not, not that I was like waiting for you to. You're just I like, was just chilling though. I was just like, okay, this is interesting. So I was listening to what you were saying and getting into it. And I, then all of a sudden, I was like, dude, this is like Kevin Smith. Like, how long are we going now? You know what's funny <laughs> is when I first introduced to like today, I kind of started getting the realization that the hello, I take that from him a lot. Uh oh. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm cool with it, but. So thank you for jumping back on. Yeah, um, no problem, dude. This is a show that I wanted to be on for sure. So we touched on it when we uh, concluded the Sugar City one, but so you had never heard of these guys beforehand. No, I heard and, you talk about them because I've seen you anytime we'd hang out and you'd wear this shirt that said Survey Says. Uh, first of all, do you know what that's from? It's from an old game show, right? What game show is it? Oh, survey Says? 
Is the game show? I don't know. No. Is it no? It's the is it fam? No, it's not Family Matters. Yeah. That's oh, close. Family. You get it? Come on, dude. It's the one with the pyramid and the question. No, 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 the two the families pyramid. are lined up, not right? The pyramid. Is nope. the one with the two families back yes. and forth? Family. Family says. Family. Family feud. There you go. Oh, that's what it's from. Yes, because he would say, you know, name uh, seventy-five people out of a hundred or whatever it is. We asked a hundred people. How many times have you stolen money out of your significant other's wallet? Or how many you know people have and you... Then they and then they, they give answer, their answer of and a why. Survey says. And then they look and bing. Oh. So that's where survey says the name comes from at least. Uh, but yeah, so I'd see you wear the shirt. And so I'd always just think of that game show. And then you told me it was a ska band. And look, ska is cool. Not that I'm not a ska fan. But I'm not a ska fan like you're a ska uh, fan. It's so you know I'm what I'm saying. So like so, it was kind of like when you started saying ska, I was like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like yeah. it was that, and the other shirt that you wear that always gets me is the Abominable Killer Snowman. Yep. That's my high school ska. That's the high school band that I used to go watch yeah, as a freshman. That was a it was a it was a cool name for a band. I thought I liked it. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. So I I knew the name. I never heard their music. So when we came to see these guys, because like you said, we were going to Sugar City to go check out uh, the Sofa Kings. Yep. Uh, and I, you talked about it on one of your past episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out that they were there in support of this band, Keep Flying, that was releasing vinyl. And did it, when did it hit you though? I don't remember when it hit you that literally Keep Flying the, was survey uh, says. Well, no, I knew Keep Flying with Survey says what hit me about that one was that I didn't realize they both were the same tour until like we were driving there. I'm like, holy shit, wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, so how long ago did you know that they changed to Keep Flying? Um, I remember right as it was happening, I remember being like on Facebook one day and Henry was posting on this new Keep Flying project. And I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Is this like a solo with just him and doing his guitar? Because that's kind of the thing with guitarists and singers. Yeah, they will like they have their own single project, and then out of nowhere, I realized Keep Flying was kind of being posted more and more, Service and then out of nowhere, Service has just kind of came like they just they just stopped, and I don't know the insides. I don't know what when happened. When did you first see Service says? I first saw them. It was my second ska show I played. And it, oh, that you opened? Yep, you I opened, opened for them. them. I opened for them. I opened for Shorthand Goal. Which was a ska punk band out of Rhode Island, and I op- uh, it was for Lightning Kill My Parents, which was a ska punk band from members from you've AKS got, and got Lightning Kill My Parents. I was gonna say you've got a T-shirt for them too. Don't yep, you? Lightning Kill My Parents. Yeah, yep, I the so. the orange yellowy looking one. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Survey Says, and uh, at that point, yeah, Ricky hadn't played with Survey Says yet. They he was still Lightning Kill My Parents. They were coming up from their like spring break tour when I was like a. I was a senior in high school. That wait. So are these guys like at the time? Because I remember when I was growing up, <clears throat> to date myself, when punk was <laughs> was uh, the pop, the pop punk and the 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 kind of just starting to cross into the hardcore. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the punk music at the time, uh, I mean, aside from p- crossovers like Green Day, who just were were big because I think they played Woodstock, right? Um, the Woodstock ninety four, yeah, ninety eight, whatever it was. Um, ab- apart from that, a lot of the bands I was into, I mean, you you'd see them on the Warp tour, 
Yeah. Or you'd see them at, at like on the third stage of rock festivals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they weren't really like well known, well known. It yeah. was more about high school kids knew who they were mostly. They were. So is that where Survey says and Abominable Killer Snowman and and Lightning Kill My Parent were these well, guys all in that kind of a range, or were they higher? Were they like just before you become the Green Days? Um, at, at Woodstock well, too, like that kind of thing. I would say, well, AKS, they were straight local. Like, I think they maybe okay. played far, but they were like the high school band. They played all the local shows. Yeah. Like they were the local band that was good enough to open up for the touring ska band. When Mustard Plug and Real Big Fish came or. So they were good enough to open for them. They opened for them. So what about Survey Says? Because they came out of New Jersey, right? Survey Says is the band that co-headlines or or goes on on tour with Real Big Fish as their opener. As they, oh the, the touring that's, opener, they're the touring opener. So like when okay, when so they yeah, were so that's coming, what I'm saying. So yeah, they were, they were step, that. They were, oh yeah, their next step was to probably so be the tour. When I yeah, that was their next step up. Um, in, when in I the first, ska world though, yep, they okay. were pushing their way forward. Um, when I caught them at their when I first caught them, like when I opened for them, they were just starting to tour out. They really weren't growing big yet. They didn't go anywhere. They were just doing East Coast stuff. And then after that tour, my friend Ricky jumped in their band, and out of nowhere, they're like, "We're going out west." And they went through Canada and they were like, oh shit. And that's where I got the t-shirt, the Journey to the West. It was yeah. the Zelda shirt. And that's when they toured out that way. And I was like, holy shit, these guys actually went out. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's always awesome when they're like, and you're like, and I know off. those guys. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, they come back home and you're just kind of like, hey guys, next tour, we're heading to Europe. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and they go to Europe and they're touring with Goldfinger. And I think Real Big Fish on that tour. They toured the Real Big Fish, Goldfinger. They were touring with Less Than Jake, uh, Monster Plug, they, Big D and the Kids Table. They were touring with all those. and But they were like, it wasn't Real Big Fish and them. It was kind of like Real Big Fish, Survey Says was there. It was like kind of like next, like, you know, they were there to see Real Big Fish, but you got exposed to Survey Says because they were on such a big name. And they were big. They had actually just released their second album. Um, Do you have these albums? I have the first CD. I don't know where the first CD is. I have the first or second CD. The latest, I had their EP, I had their first CD, um, the first CD, it's the t-shirt I had with the, with the T-Rex and the robot fighting. Yeah. It's like a colored, like, art, like, I had that one. Okay. And then their second album they had was, I don't have that one, I can't remember the name of it because I didn't have it, they actually put that one on vinyl. I have seen it online before. Okay, so when that stops, now they're keep flying. Yep. And it seems like they're back to the touring level. Yep. Where they can bring a tour and maybe an opener with them mm-hmm. yet, or are they just on a touring level where they're, they're just setting they're, up their their They're their on their shit. second year. They're still like they're doing that low tours. They're they I'll I think they what, still have their they have their connections because obviously with their festivals that they've had. Dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, I am so glad that we saw them at Sugar City in yep. that kind of a venue. Anytime I see a band in a venue that's as intimate as Sugar City was, like it 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 just gives you this feeling of like, oh, I, I got to experience that energy right in my face because yep. those guys fucking bought me from the very first note to the very last note. That's not a joke. Like the second the, the, the music kicked in and punched me right in the fucking face. I was just like, my jaw literally hung open. I think like you turned to me and you saw like, my jaw was open. I was like, oh I was shit, just like, you're into this. Because when you told me you was, it was, oh, it used to be the ska band, but I think it's a little bit more like hardcore, but it's, and I'm like, that's cool, man. I mean, I remember going to some hardcore shows. I have no problem with that. And 
And I was just like, but I was expecting because of the venue and and uh, most of the openers, a lot of the local openers I'd seen. Not that they were, they were bad, because um, there's a Ghost Pool was really good, dude. They're playing Mohawk. Uh, next, I saw that next Wednesday or Wednesday after. Down. Uh, Ghost Pool was really cool. I really enjoyed them. But um, most of the openers were just kind of local people there, that there's a like, level. Yeah, it's kind of like with artists in our other world. There's an art. There's a difference between local artists, which you are good and you want to support. But then, then you there's, have there's a realiza- realization where you're a local artist. You're right. you're not there, not yet. Right, I get you. And so these guys, so I'm th- like there. I'm thinking in this and uh, in this environment, like I'm going to get a decent show, right? Yeah. If these guys are good, they're going to put on a decent show. And then I'm noticing like some of these characters that have been hanging around the venue for most of the evening are the fucking band members, and I didn't know that. Like I dude, didn't the know venue, any of that. dude. The only, that the only threw people, me off. The only people I knew were were uh Henry were Henry and DJ and yep. that's because you just introduced me to them. I didn't know them ahead of time. Yep. But you just introduced me to them. So I'm like, "All right, cool. So I know they're band members, okay? It's the guitarist and and the what is that? A, trombone. a trombone. And uh, you know, their brothers, cool. Good to meet you and and you know, they're very super sweet guys. I mean, really nice guys. And uh but other than that, like by the merch table uh is this dude wearing like an Adidas hat, a uh, ball cap and uh but it's like a it's like it almost looks like a bike a bicycles a bicycle you know a, a bike bicyclists wear those bike biking hats it, it yeah. almost looks like that but it's adidas uh and he's got this thick rope gold chain like straight out of the 80s dude all right he's wearing super short shorts and i'm just like oh this is the merch dude right and he looks like a dude that's the merch dude yep no clue that's the drummer then there's this other dude hanging around that's got these monster plugs in his ears. I mean, I don't even know what the size of the ear fo- air ears we're wearing. Yeah, but yeah, the the headphones we're wearing around our ears right now. That's Those his earlobes, <laughs> and it's the it's the the ring ones, right? And so he's walking around. This dude is is completely covered in tattoos. Did we know? No, he was nope. he was. You dressed. did not know he, he had, was dressed tat collar and everything. You yeah. did not he had know this guy. Had shirt, he had pants on. Uh, and he had these huge glasses, like these these monster glasses. Yep. Uh, and I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm rocking it. I get, I'm feeling that dude. He's pretty sweet. He looks like he like like that's a cool dude, right?" Yeah. Uh, some other guys walking around, like one dude's walking around, with his beard and kind of long hair, and just kind of chilling, listening to music, just a normal dude, right? Uh, and then this one kid's walking around with a Yankees hat, and he reminds me of this this kid I hung out with here in Buffalo. His name's James, uh, but he totally reminds me of him. And a super nice guy because then I realized he was one of the guys, right? He was somebody not in one of these bands because yeah. two bands ended up breaking their guitar. And they would say, is anybody a guitar we can uh, use before so we can finish our set? And he, this kid, walked over, pulled it out of his case, gave it to him. And then I was just like, dude, that's fucking rad. That's a cool that's dude, awesome. right? That's Didn't realize he's the there. fucking guitarist for uh, Keep Flying. So... When these guys get up and I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's all these guys. And then dude uh, with the ear things <laughs> takes out his his thing, his thing. So his his lobes are just kind of free flowing. And then I see why later. And then he takes off his whatever he had on. So you see he's just got fucking he's tatted from neck down to ankles. And they pull out the horns and I'm just like, all right, let's see. Right. Let's see what these guys have. First note, like I said, punch to the face. And I was just like, and they played both of these these. They played they, what it is. Yeah. They, they, their albums are the album is two EPs. Yep. Uh, so, uh, but I like to I, it, it flows well. Uh, there you can see there's an evolution yep. by the second side, but it still flows very well as an album. You know what I mean? Like yes. a, a complete. Just both collection. sides are like from beginning to stop on each side. You're like that's a solid. 
there is no like oh dude it's a good but I, I just remember just from the beginning to end just just like it was it was an experience dude it was it was so much an experience that they literally I, they won me as a fan like a hardcore fan so much so that we're talking about traveling to go see them in pennsylvania or fucking jersey you know to to see them at a festival uh but dude these guys were fucking phenomenal and the energy that was a tiny stage and the way they maneuvered that stage with such they precision fit. because they all danced and moved around and, and just went nuts and the fucking uh the the sax player the tattooed guy was just flipping and just going all over the place and dj's just you know head banging and just going nuts with his trombone in his hand his brother's just spinning and going nuts on the guitar and there's barely any room to move but they're doing it with literally like a dance like no matter where one went the other one almost instinctively knew that they were moving another they way were playing in sync bro it was like the energy in the room that night that they put out it was phenomenal it was and you could tell they were on a different level energy wise they were just somewhere where they needed to be because like everything coming from them it was literally i i feel like they just bared their entire souls on the floor of that room and i was just like i'm telling you that's why they won me it was that, and the music was phenomenal, and it was one of these things where I'm going right to that merch desk, and I want to out merch desk, and I want to get an album. You're like, dude, I'll buy it for you. I was like, sweet, thanks. But I was gonna get it. Like that wasn't even a joke. Yeah. I was gonna get that. I wanted to get a T-shirt. I wanted to get a fucking pin. I wanted to get some some fucking stickers. I mean, dude, I am a fan. It was a fucking great show, and and that's what I'm saying. When you can go to a show where you don't even know who the band is, and all of a sudden you're a hardcore fan. Yep. Like that's a that's an experience dude you get a chance to go see them and i'm telling you listeners whoever's listening to this keep flying check them fucking out because they're gonna be somebody so you better check them out when you can get right in their faces and feel Here, their sweat the feel is, their fucking spit coming at you these guys are the are the bands that they notice and they appreciate their fans the entire time i wasn't trying to like when i was little i was a guy that was like oh did the band call me out they they sort of call me out in the middle of the show They're like hey our dude Anthony That's the last song yeah the last song he's like this one's for our friend Anthony and it was like oh shit and they notice the shirts they know their fans and they appreciate their fans oh yeah dude they like, were very gracious they were talking to him talking I mean I just met them and they were he was super gracious DJ, DJ was very gracious talking to me at the end of the show and it was cool dude it was a very good show so I'm I'm, I'm stoked to talk about this album real quick huh. It's just a great album, and the fact that, like we said, it's a it's a double e it's a double EP in one album. Uh, one side is the EP uh, "Follow Your Nightmares," and they put it out in uh, 2016. And it kicks off with a song called "Pink Cloud 9. So, for those of you that have never heard of them or heard them, that's your first exposure. That's their first song on their first EP. That that's what you're gonna get. Um, now for this Which, entire that, like I said, when you see this live, it's this all of a sudden it's the horns and it's, it's like blasting and it's like oh and it's a it's it's a this it's got a cool like like melody that they're playing in that moment. I'm like all right, 
And then the drum, the drummer, dude, I was, he was nuts. Yeah. He was great, dude. Talk about just knowing his way around the drums and that drums. I mean, it wasn't like he was playing a big massive drum small. set either, dude. He was killing it, it, killing it. Do you realize that by the end of the night he was wearing just shorts? He, yeah. Well, obviously dude, he's fucking sweating his ass off. He, he was working hard all night. They played the entire thing front to back both on both sides, uh, in order. Was it in order? Was it in order? I feel like it was. I feel like it was. If it or was, maybe not. If, I don't. I'm to be tell, honest, I don't live with sound. If yeah. you listen to this, both sides. If you listen to them individually from front to from beginning to end, they start off as a production. And like my one of my biggest notes for this first song is that that's how it starts off. You hear like a little bit like guitar comes in the music and then the horns. And that's one thing I love about Keep Flying and the way they have the horns is that it's not like a pop line. I was telling you earlier. I don't think it was on recording. Is that it's not like a ska band where the horn is its own individual instrument that puts in that that extra like horn line. Right, it does to open but up. They or do close here and there, here and certain there. Bits. yeah. But, but it also comes. It to me, it comes in like a almost like a rhythm guitar yes. or or like it's you an know, extra layering. A thick, a, 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 one of those dudes that can play a thick bass line here, there, and everywhere. You know what I mean? Like the way the way they come in, they just complement everything, man. Mm-hmm. It's not like the horn. The horns like they stick out because they're so good, but they don't stick out because you're listening to them individually they it all it's a their whole sound is a package sound and it's i think tight. that's the, that it's a tight they package sound where fucking tight dude i didn't hear any sour notes i didn't hear any slips anywhere it was it was tight from beginning to end live yes. dude insane uh i actually from what i have in this song what i want to say is that uh it starts off with a great mellow and the melodic guitar you're what I do like, I, I know it's on other songs. I don't know if it's maybe it's the style of genre is where it'll start off melodic and then out of nowhere comes in that quick, fast pace, the thrashing, like that quick out of nowhere, like double take on the bass on drums. And uh, the song has got a great flow with listening to it. It uh, slows down and steps back when needed to and kind of lets the guitar do his little lick and the horns will shine through. And uh, what I'll say is I love the trombone lick at the end because it's I didn't pick up on the whole like what lick it's from the uh melody for it oh for the next song i didn't pick up on that until you said it but oh, yeah it, because i like the next song i love the line oh it's awesome it, it, but like when like at the very end of the song it just kind of concludes like here's our intro here's our opening this is what we're about and we're gonna take a minute and then he comes in and come like does this little solo bit and you're like oh that's good it's like a great like yeah it's, it's sweet, a great song it's sweet sounding dude um second song oh. it grew on me it honestly wasn't my first that i liked i I was kind of like trying to have a whole feel for the whole album this one's grown on me it's a candy cane forest before we get to that one i want to say on oh i'm sorry yeah it's cool on pink cloud nine i do like the lyrics though i like that whole um about i can see my house from here yes like i love that and the thing about this band like i was telling you it kind of brings me back to my youth to that time when i felt that 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 fucking stirring inside when I heard this kind of music, do you know what I mean? It's been a long time since I felt that with, with music. And so like hearing this kind of music again, making me feel like that. And then even the lyrics, like I feel like being a kid, like, you know what I mean? Like I can see my room from here and things like that. I don't know why that, that brings me back, but it's, it's really cool. It's good. And then like candy cane forest has one of my absolute oh, favorite I love lines this line. on this entire album. Uh, but yeah, here's your candy cane forest. Here we go. 
I'll let you take it away on this song. And so. Oh, I just love it, dude. Again, it's one of those songs that it starts out kind of chill and mellow and it's, it's bringing you in. And then it's that step up, that punk, that just kick it right in and you know what I mean? And drummer. And then, uh, yeah. And, and then the lyrics are, are pretty sweet and everything. But like I said, there's lyrics at the end of this that I fucking love. And it's, it's life can't be about just trying not to die. And like it's the way they sing it, and it's I just love the phrasing of it, and it's it's one of those things that fucking sticks to you. And I remember hearing them singing it, and uh, and then when we were looking at their merch later, I saw it on the shirt, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta fucking get that shirt now because I that line stuck out to me. And what's the chances that it was on the shirt? Uh, I don't know, dude. It's it's, a it's cool. It's a cool fucking song. I say I I like how it's I it almost comes in as a chant. Yes. Um, but I. What I honestly about this song, what I love is that the first line, the the problem with the safety net is that even if you need one, it still means you're going to fail. And it's just that I think that's what sticks through with like in life, real life lesson. If if you think you need to set up a backup plan, you're still having expectation that you're going to fail. So you're not good. You're all you're going to fail then. Meaning don't you don't need a safety net because then you're not going to fail. And I just. Yeah, no, it just sticks to you. And I, again, the song, it's got that pop punk progression, but it still has that heavy bass. It's almost that muddy, it's almost like a muddy sound to yeah, it, where it's, it's got nice. that, like, that crunch. <clears throat> and this song, it just reminds me a lot of, like, an early A Day to Remember. Interesting. It makes me think of, like, what what got me into post-hardcore, this is that that heaviness. This is that sound that got me into where it's not, like, metalcore, where it's all screaming and super heavy, but it's more or less... We're punk, we're kind of poppy, but yet we have this edge to us and we're going to fucking kick your ass. And that's how this song gets me. Um, next song, also really cool, uh, Safety Harbor. Which is um, a town in Florida. Is it really? Yeah. Safety Harbor, Florida. Oh. I don't know that that's what they wrote it about, but there's a Safety Harbor, Florida. I have it. I have it. This song is cool. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't say that you know, not every song is good. I mean, honestly, this is one of those albums. Again, I like it. I, I went through and I listened to it. Um, again, I mean, a lot of my notes, I think, are all the songs are kind of repetitive, but I guess that's good because it says they have a consistency in their music. It's They're not, not a, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're get when you start listening to the beginning of these this, these first few songs and getting into these first few songs. I feel like if you're not into this already. Then you're not going to get into the album. This because is how this it is, is. This is the album. This is what you're getting. You're getting the package, and it's it's it's, it's fucking great, dude. Um, and there's only four songs on the first side, which yeah. which so don't be e- afraid because on the other side there's six. So basically, you're getting an album. You're getting ten songs. You're getting a full. T- I mean, I think that's still kind of that's kind of risky when you're putting out when you're a new band. You put out an EP and you're only given four songs, but to be able to give four songs and then give the next album, the next EP, you're just like. That's an intense, and the growth is great. Um, this song, I do want to point out the bridge Which, is on Safety Harbor. Safety Harbor, yeah. it's uh cool. They have a um, they have a great little bridge, and it uh, breaks up the song enough to grab your attention. So that's one thing I think I notice a lot of punk in this style of music. It's it's going to that same formula: chorus, bass, chorus, bass, breakdown. This one, there wasn't really a breakdown. It was more or less they took a step back. They went more melodic. Took like a traditional bridge, kind of took away your attention and then out of nowhere it hits you back with that main he- hardcore thrash and it's like nope we're in your face again here you go you got our meaning we got the settlement the sentiment part of it boom here we are again 
And uh, the last song, uh, Follow Your Nightmares, I I love this one. I think, honestly, this is the one of the songs I think I like the, the most is the int- because of the intro. And it's uh, the whole, their, their, their uh, hook in it is that I want to be an outliner, someone that's in the crowd. And I really related to that one. I really liked it. But th- this, honestly, if I... If I was to first go see these guys and this was what I was got that first year, this maybe was their on the four songs that, hey, they were opening up for other stuff. This is what you got. This is what you had. That would have cooked me. Their first, this first EP was awesome. And then to be able to get the progression into the next EP, um, Walkabout, which came out last year, this, this side has a great opener. The first track is I Always Knew. It just happened. Right, but that's what I don't understand what just happened. I just, I just woke up one day and I knew. Knew what? What I was never sure of would be. So, you could see right there from the gecko, from the ending of the of the first EP to this one, their sound. It's I mean they were good on the first side, but this is they grew as musicians. You could see that they grew in a band and they kind of figured each other out fully. And the the sound, I think it sounds even a more of a full set. I don't know if it's maybe a producer or a recorder that the recording that they did was different. Whatever they did for the second EP, you could see they took that kind of had our sound. We kind of knew what we were about. This is who we are now. I don't know. It, do you recognize that intro from anything? No, I, I could. What it does when I first heard that, it, it just reminded me of Alexis on Fire, like because Alexis on Fire used to do a lot of like um, melodic, you know, playing before it would start to come in and come in hard. Uh, but dude, it's fucking great. I loved it. Did you realize that? If you listen to that oh, song, you mean the the audio, like the what the talking was? Yeah. No, what was that? I don't know. I didn't know. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. But no, I, I, thought I you wanted the to, music. I meant both, honestly. Oh. But no, the like the melodic. If you notice that the melodic, it actually like he keeps that going the entire song. Yeah. It's except for like sweet. the chorus. And during the chorus, he breaks it up and goes into like a rhythm thing, and then in the it goes back into this lyric. So he, this guitarist, I remember you, and however they recorded the audio come when you listen to this, like in your headphones. Or if like you're blasting in your car and you kind of close your eyes, don't on your that. beats. If you don't, don't don't close your eyes while driving and listening to this. But <laughs> <laughs> but if like you could like be, like just picture yourself for a moment, you could see yourself in the crowd and you could just see this guitarist because this dude with the Yankees hat that was doing it, you could see him just freaking wicking up or doing like a one handed lead with like a pull offs and hammer offs, kind of like Eddie Van Halen style. You could see him doing that. I got, and I was like, man, it's awesome. I, I like that song. It stuck out to me. And I think it's great. It kind of does uh, almost a cinematic feel when you do like the the dialogue in the beginning. Yeah, I like that. And stuff. it brings almost like a full on production to it. Yep. Um, this album, I mean, as you go forward, the second song, High Cholesterol, is awesome. Uh, I will I have to say, just so I'm not just saying the same, because this whole album, again, is awesome. Is awesome. And <laughs> all the songs oh, are. Oh, it's also awesome <laughs> is that they you know they all have that pop punk uh grunge or that thrash feel they all kind of fluctuate between that but what does stick out on the second song is that the chorus reminded me of another another song 
and it was in my head and every time they would break into it my head would go to lyrics from another song where like i could hear other lyrics but i couldn't tell what they were so i think i figured it out and it's uh, a song by lesson jade called the brightest burb the brightest bulb has burned out and, and screws fall out the way the chorus is saying or just whatever they progression they have it reminds me so much that like i stopped and i went back and listened to it and for whatever reason, this song just is making me feel less than Jake. I don't know why. It's just, Brett, that's what I'm saying. It's because they tickle that side of you that just is like, you're like, oh, oh man, like, right. like that I, brings me back. It, it has, and like even the lyrics, kind of like the way they had them chanted, and like, yeah, it's a good song. Um, yep, yep. What, what I love the song, I think I like the most was, and they said the DJ kind of said at the show, he said that this song was influenced from the town Fredonia. I want to know the story behind that one. I want to know why, because it's called Jamestown. These drunken nights are starting to bore me. I'm turned off every time you ignore me. So what I think I was that the line in the song is another day, another bottle. And it, I don't know what about it. It just sticks out to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all have those songs where that line, it just, so what is it? It just kind of hooks you to it. Hooks yeah. You to the song. Uh, I really like that song because of that. Does this one tickle you? Kind of. <laughs> kind of tickled by the song. Um, <laughs> I like this side because, again, uh, like the way it opens with the the audio from yeah. whatever that's from a TV show or movie, or maybe they got somebody to record something for them. I don't know what it's from. Uh, that happens throughout some of this entire side a bunch of times, and I like that. I like that about albums. Sometimes it, it ties it together and makes it feel like a full package. Like there's a story being told. I guess I feel like if we were to listen to more of this out, or if we were to know more about the album on the inside, I wonder if there's more. This whole album, I think, may tell may tell a better story. I mean, you guys are friends, man. Reach out, I'm see trying. if they want to come I'm, on the I'm, show. I'm, I'm reaching out. That'd be cool to talk to them, dude. I'd, I'd like to be on the show too. That'd be cool to get them on. Um, I have a feeling that the next song is written about someone specific because it's called Miranda. <laughs> and here's the thing: is after coming from Jamestown. When they go to Miranda, it has this aggressive as shit sound. I, those are my notes. It's aggressive as shit. It's it starts off fast and it's like heavy and it makes me feel like attack on attack or attack attack. Um, like like some heavier like heavy heavy hardcore music like shit you'd see at Warp Tour and you're like what the fuck happened? Like when the pit's going wild. And the next two songs are a great transition from like being aggressive, being attacking. And what I will say is that. The um, song after that, Misbehave, it felt like the two songs were written as one. Like the, It kind of flows perfectly into it as all the songs yeah. do. But the horn line in that song reminds me of another – reminds me of a Survey Says line. I'm pretty, I want to know if they took one from it. But it's great. And then what I'll say when I – to just end up on this album, if you had any other thoughts to wrap up, is that this whole side, again, like the first side, had a – beginning middle had a conclusion it was very artful cinematic if you would say the last song live together die alone 
first off, the horns hit you in the face for the song. This is the horns are going to shine. There's a horn lick. Um, it, it was cool. It's fun. And then there is a time where in the middle where there's a monologue. And it's a man saying, that's not fair. It's, it's me. You can't tell me what to do. And I'm going, it, it sounds like that's from something else. And it actually, I Googled the lines that he says. And it's from Locke, from Lost. I've never seen the show Lost. I don't know if you said you have. Uh, I saw the first couple of seasons and I dropped off because it was one of those ones where it's just lack of, I don't know, full, those, I don't know. I didn't get much out of it, really. A lot of people loved it and it's cool, but <clears throat> it wasn't for me. All right. So that's why when I mentioned to you, there was nothing. So there is a fan that when they're listening to this, they're like, oh, shit, I know that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. There's I'm someone sure. that's somebody's like, oh. a hardcore Lost fan or something that knew shit like that, had seen it a million times, would have heard that and be like, oh, that's from Lost. <laughs> they were lost in thought when they heard that. Yep. But uh, they, it's from the first season, episode four, and then the way this song concludes, it's like, kind of like the curtain is closing, and like you watch the plane, it's finished. You like you watch the plane, it's finished, and. It mellows itself out with the chanting and then just the vocals and the horns. And it just, it, it, like a conductor just kind of wraps it up and just closes it. Right. And it's just this album just from beginning to end. It's like two two separate set alone, full, complete songs. Like each album was written in, the album wasn't written by a bunch of songs like other bands where they put out a song, song, song. And this is what our EP is. These guys were like, this is our EP. How do we write this whole album? If, yeah, it feels very well thought out, and the songs are well placed. Like it feels, it they each side feels like if you wanted to release them that way, they're good little packages. This is a good representation of the band at those times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the fact that they're releasing it all together, it's almost like this is it, it, this these are a package, and you can see the evolution, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's great, dude. I I fucking love it. That's my final thoughts on it. Uh, if you asked me, how do you score your things? By how many points? So up we, to five. We we start at five, and you go five. Up. Well, no, you start oh, at five. You got to ten. Go, oh, so we go up to ten. I'm giving this a ten. I'm not kidding. It's dude. A ten. I feel like every song on it's strong. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's not because I'm influenced by how intense of a fan I am at the moment, but it's the truth, man. It's a fucking great album. It's one that I would play over and over and not get sick of. There's a lot of albums I love as 10s, and you don't have to be the Beatles or Led Zeppelin to have a 10 album if fucking I love every song on it. And to me, it's well thought out. The musicianship's there. It's tight. Uh, it makes me feel something. Um, fucking 10, man. Dude, I think you said it better, better than I could have. <laughs> I think you did. That that's, that's the truth. I mean, you give every... If, if we were to play to the rules, uh, sure, five to start off with, but you love every song. I mean, you don't think that there's a bad one. The, I mean, if you want to take into my fact where I actually think about the actual album itself, they let you choose three different, different uh, types to buy different vinyls. They had a white splatter, which I gotten. What one did you get? A green and white one? Yeah. The green and white one. It's kind of, almost kind of like a tie dye. You got like a tie dye. And, to it. and yeah, I think pretty sweet. the other one that they had is just like a standard, like green looking one. So you're getting a cool looking colored looking vinyl regardless. Uh, it's from a local band that are a smaller local type size band. And they got to the point where they put out a vinyl of their own music that's fucking killing it. And it's a band that's now jumping on festivals and bigger tours. It's a fucking 10. I don't know how you don't see it that way. 
But how dare you? Thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Chris, for jumping on. Oh, I wanted to do something because you were saying about looking up stuff. So, got a little piece of trivia for you. Oh, I want to see if you know this. Okay. Were you aware that ska came before reggae? Boom. Fucking, <laughs> she did this last time. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's god damn you. That was great. You caught me off guard. Yes, uh, I did. I did know that. Um, thank you, Chris, for joining in for Vinyl Divers today. I would say that this was a uh, dive well earned. So we went out to this show, and I guess, you know, we got it. We didn't go find it in this, but, you know. Yep, yep. Guys, this is an album that if you have a chance to go get, you can actually get it at their website, uh, keepflying.band. Go support them. Show them, show them love. While you're there, get a t-shirt, get the merch, get the whole package. I, I highly recommend it. I want to tell you, please go do that. And uh, I was going to say, if you guys want to get a feel for what these guys look like live, there's a live video of them on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel, Keep, Keep Flying Band, but there's a live video of them. Uh, the channel on that is Duck Walk Professional, but the, um, the, the name of the video is Keep Flying Live at Proud Mary's, Atlantic City, New Jersey. So... If you want to get a feel for what their stage energy was like, what what won me over, uh, there's a live show here, so check it out. I'd highly advise that, guys. Uh, thank you for jumping on, uh, Chris. Everyone else, that was uh, Keep Flying's the double EPLP, as I'm calling it. This is another great episode. Please uh, check me out on social media and follow me on Snapchat at Vinyl Divers, Twitter, Vinyl Divers Pod, Instagram, Vinyl Divers Podcast, and Facebook vinyl divers also head over to itunes if you have not yet drop a review for me please guys it does help give a good give a good rating give a good review just give me some feedback let me know what's up see you next week